This is Eric. This is Alan. And this is Jobs to be Done in 5. In this episode, we talk about how Jobs to be Done thinking can help you build a long-lasting business that survives creative destruction. There's a principle of Jobs to be Done you cite in the book, and it says, Solutions come and go, jobs largely stay the same. Can you talk a bit about what you mean about jobs largely staying the same? Well, first off, we have to think about how abstract we get with our jobs, right? So a very abstract job to be done might be, I want help becoming a better salesperson. And that job to be done is, well, that's, I can imagine that's existed as long as capitalism and commerce has existed. As long as people have wanted to sell things, they've wanted to become better at selling those things. But suppose I want to get more granular with that. And suppose I, I name a job be done such as help me become better at managing a sales team so I can generate more revenue for my business. You know, that job to be done is, is probably hasn't been as long lasting as help me become a better salesperson. Because, I mean, you can imagine a thousand years ago, someone just helped me become better at selling the goods that I sell. Right. The main intention of Jobs to be Done is to explain what the customer feels like they need to do to make their lives better. So zooming out reveals a more timeless struggle, but is vague, while zooming in is a little more granular and actionable, but also a lot more prone to modernization. But the solutions that people choose to help us get our jobs done come and go and vary depending on our situation. So if I want to be better at sales and it's a thousand years ago or I'm just starting out, I may find a friend who can help me and teach me, but as time goes on, maybe I go to school to learn, or maybe I buy a book, or take an online course, or buy software to help me keep track of what I'm doing and have a better idea of what I should do next. But all these solutions are still pointing towards that really high-level job to be done, which is help me become a better salesperson. In a previous episode, we talked about a guy named Andreas. If you remember, Andreas was a guy who was struggling to generate sales for his business, but eventually that job to be done went away completely because he sold his company. Now, someone commented on the article and asked a really good question about whether or not Andreas's experience contradicted this principle that jobs really don't change very much. So I wanted to point out it's really important to understand that jobs to be done is not about an individual. Jobs to be done is about a market opportunity. So we may find that Andreas and lots of other people who share a struggle have a job to be done that come and go depending on their situation. But if there's a market with that struggle today, it's a pretty good bet there's going to be a market of people with that struggle tomorrow and a couple of years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. All right. So this principle is really helpful, but we've got to ask, how does it help me make progress as a businessman? Of course. I mean, great question, right? We should always make things practical, right? And just (laughs) stop living in theory land. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, this principle helps us understand how we can build long lasting businesses that survive creative destruction, right? Revlon is a great example, right? Charles Revson understood that Revlon is not in the business of selling cosmetics. They're in the business of selling hope. John Palmer did something great. Um, so John Palmer's kind of the grandfather of jobs to be done. When he was working at Hallmark in the 80s, he helped them understand that their business is not to create greeting cards. They're actually in the business of helping people improve their social relationships with other people. Mm. And that's important for Hallmark, someone like Hallmark to understand because you can't make the same greeting card twice. 
you know, so you have to constantly innovate on new types of greeting cards that you make or keep innovating on top of the existing cards that you're making today. So that's the that's the first one. That's great. What's the second thing? Oh, right. So the other part, and this is what we're doing with with jobs to be done here when we're doing our research and trying to apply the theory to innovation is that we're trying to build what I call this vector of progress. And the whole idea is that we have to create an appropriate model of customer motivation that helps us predict what customers will buy in the future. So this thinking helps us understand what kind of data to to gather, but also how we should model those data. Second, once we, we model those data, we can then figure out how to change the systems that customers belong to. But not only that, we need a model that helps us change the system in an evolutionary way. And what I mean by that is that, well, if you don't think in this evolutionary way with customers, you you get too far ahead of your customers, right? This is what we call out-innovating your customers, or I call it that. Other people call it getting ahead of your customers or products that are dubbed ahead of their time. So like, for example, Mm -hmm. if I went back in time 20 years ago and showed you an iPhone, you might think it was neat, but I doubt you would really be in love with it. And that's because if you think back to what the world was like 20 years ago, or maybe in Jobs' language, that the systems that customers interacted with 20 years ago, the iPhone really wouldn't fit. You know, people weren't really using the internet all that much. The internet was still kind of this playground or this curiosity. There was no App Store, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter. There was no Amazon Prime. I mean, even MP3 players were rare. I think I had one or a friend of mine had one and it was like, it was a curiosity, but I think most of my use was actually on my CD player. So, you know, for me, that's what this principle is actually one of the most important parts of jobs to be done theory, because if we can't reliably model customer behavior, then we're really just leaving our businesses and innovations up to chance. That was Jobs to be Done in 5. Check out more at jtbd.info.